I'm Arya Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. And welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The Minnesota Lynx made some moves and shook up the WNBA. We got to dive in and talk about this, Rachel. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com are you looking to get tickets for this current WNBA season thanks to our sponsor tick pick you don't have to worry the original no fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner of the WNBA champion chicago scott Use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider. Rachel, May 12th, 2022. There's a lot of twos in that. We'll go down in WNBA and Minnesota Lynx history um, just as... A wild, I mean, do, do we want to just like start with that day? Do we want to preface it? Because I feel like just the current state we're in, I've seen so many people. It's crept into the Windsider Slack channels. Um, I've seen people all over social media discuss the the links are tanking, the links are tanking to get mm-hmm. Paige mm-hmm. or somebody else or blah, blah, blah. And like, on the one hand, if the links secretly are doing that cheryl reeve is a genius upon genius and the only way i would ever accept that they were doing that is if sylvia fowles is lying about this being her last year right like if if sylvia fowles is lying about this being her last year which is beyond ridiculous and crazy because she just wouldn't do that um and this is all just a ploy from the links then fine but realistically i think to turn and to turn on the switch of the tank, which, you know, WNBA or, or, or sports fans in general uh, love to do when it comes to, you know, teams that are struggling when you have high expectations for them or even low expectations. But realistically, I think if you are on the tank boat, you think this team is tanking, it's because of three moves, right? It's waving uh, Crystal Dangerfield, waving Lasia Clarendon, and waving... Renaya Davis, um, right before the season started. And I feel like if in the grand scheme of things, you think a team is tanking because they waived those three players. I feel like you haven't been watching. I don't like, I shouldn't say you haven't been watching the W long enough. Cause that's rude, but like those players aren't needle movers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, crystal Dangerfield won rookie of the year, two seasons ago, struggled last year. But at the end of the and like Lasia Clarendon had a great season last year with the Minnesota Lynx, really turned them around from an 0 4 start. But like, and I'm not saying this to hate on anybody, but there's a reason Lay isn't on a team right now. There's a reason why the Lynx were able to get her last year because nobody else wanted her. Uh, you know, yeah, they they showed that they are a capable, productive starting point guard in this league throughout their career. Don't get me wrong. But it's about the fit. 
And the way that the W is shifting, their style of play just doesn't fit anymore. And and maybe that's a little bit too absolute. But my point is more so that if though that's the reason for the tank, I feel like we need to to work on what a tank is. I don't know. Well, and I think what what do all of these players that the Lynx have parted ways with in the last you know week, week and a half, whatever whatever it has been, kind of have in common outside of Crystal Crystal Dangerfield. I think if you're tanking, then, you know, like you're not necessarily worried about what could be long term or is someone not 100 percent health wise. Like there's question marks with Lay and the health status there. Um, Odyssey Sims question marks of whether it's health related or personally related, going through some things, not being fully prepared to, you know, participate this season I think we all can agree when we watched Sims play those first couple games it didn't look like she was in shape um and I think it was you that said she might have been doubled over a trash can at one point Angel McCautry again health and 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 being able to be serviceable for this team and, and provide them what they need I mean at the end of the day I I don't accept the tank narrative. I, I think that is anything further, furthest from the truth. I think you've got Minnesota that, you know, had a plan and had a vision for what this roster might look like. Um, unfortunately, it didn't pan out because you had a lot of situations where people were not at hundred percent. And, you know, it, with, with the, with the cap situation with this team already, you know, there, there's, there's very little room for air. Um, so, so being able to bring in people who, who can give you something out on the floor it's kind of, I think, what we're seeing here. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we could go through all Angel McCautry, Odyssey Sims, Lasia Clarendon. I mean, we could talk about all of that. Crystal Dangerfield. I mean, I, all of them at 100% are great players in the league. But I think we can all probably see in one way, shape, or form, there's at least a gray area that is, that is a worth a question mark. And Cheryl Reeve has openly talked about that. I think she talked about it yesterday during their, her press conference during practice was talking about, you know, these were the cards we were dealt and we're just trying to do what we, what we can to put together a healthy roster that's able to go out there and compete. So if you're tanking, like, I, I don't think you're making the moves that they're making. Well, I, while I agree with you, I, I, yeah, I mean, look, um, not to put anybody's opinions out there. I'll, I will say like there, there is the, the opinion, and I think it's a fair opinion. It's an opinion that whenever tanking gets brought up, our dear friend, Miles Ehrlich uh, always brings up, which is that's insulting to the players to say that these professionals are trying to play bad. And and the rebuttal is always, no, 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 no. The players aren't tanking, right? Because you job security, your paycheck, your career, your life. Players aren't tanking. GMs, team presidents, those are the ones that tank and say, we can't be too good this year. And so they put together the worst roster possible. Now, what I want to say with well, the Minnesota Lynx. And I yeah. also refuse to believe that Reeve would do that in what is supposed exactly. to be like. Exactly. Refuse. Exactly. And, and honestly, like I refuse to believe that Reeve would do that in general because I just think you might. And, and maybe this is a naive look, but I think when you have a, a coach slash GM, someone who was a player, um, somebody who has been in that like you're too competitive gms can be a little bit less competitive i feel like when it comes to the actual games right a gm sets the table and then relies on the service of the players the coaches whatever to produce what they feel they can get out of that roster so i feel like gms it's one thing when you're a coach gm it gets a lot harder 
Um, well, and also we have to take into consideration the lottery odds here as well, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean the the WNBA like, is an anti-tank it, league. Right. It's not like it's not like the Lynx decide they're going to be horrendous. They get 12th place. Oh, they automatically get the first round pick. Like, let's not forget the lottery odds here. Go back. Like, there's a process there. It, it's it's not that simple. And, and well, well, like and 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 the other thing is like more importantly, like. Let's look at this roster. I understand it's an 0-3 start. They're about to play the Red Hot Chicago Sky, defending champions um, later on Saturday on the 13th. Sorry, on the 14th. Um, But you look at this roster. They're missing Dantas as she comes back from an injury. I know we go back and forth on this. Dantas had an amazing bubble season. Comes out, really rough start to the season last year, but really found her footing. The second half of the season really started to catch strides. And the team that got themselves into third place into the playoffs was the team that Dantas helped get them there. And then she gets injured and that's a huge blow to the team. So she's not back. She is the, the number one, you know, besides sill. She's the one who can, can go to the five if they need to rest sill. She's the one who is the three point threat, who is a good defender on this team for the bigs to help sill out. Then you lose fee. Who's pregnant. Is she coming back this season? I know she wants to, but there's certain things that are out of her control um, right. in this situation. Then you have Angel, who, if you speak to people who were at Team USA camps at the um, at the Final Four in Minnesota, she did not look ready to play. So that's another injury. So right there, we're talking about what Dantas Fee, uh, and that doesn't even include McBride, who's still overseas. On Sunday the fifteenth, um, her team Fenerbahce will be playing in Game Three of the Best of Five. They're up to zero. Assumably, if they can pull off the sweep, she would be home sooner than later, which is a good sign for this team. Um, I've heard people talk about Ariel Powers doesn't look 100% wearing a sleeve on her leg. And then you talk about Lay. So, like, we're talking about, like, four players here on who are supposed to be starters, right? Or Angel maybe isn't a starter. Maybe she's coming off the bench. You're talking about four players in your seven-player rotation that aren't playing or aren't 100% to play. Obviously, this team is going to struggle. We've talked about every episode we mentioned them. They were going to struggle. Um, but I think the difference is, is it's just been at times they looked just, you know, like the Indiana Fever of two years ago, like the New York Liberty of two years ago, or like uh, the Indiana, or, sorry, not Indiana, uh, the Atlanta Dream of the past few years. But let's talk about the moves they made and why they got so much uh, headlines, so many attention, so much attention on the 12th. They wave Renaya Davis player. They drafted uh, a draft to go who was injured all last season cut right before the season started. She was on hardship. Yvonne Turner is, is released from hardship. Uh, Nina Milich Milik uh, hardship release. Also Angel McCautry in a contract amendment. Uh, as they call it, a divorce. She was waived, and Odyssey Sims was waived. So you're sitting there as a Minnesota Lynx fan. You're going, okay, we don't have Lay. And all last year, we were told by Cheryl Reeve that Rachel Bannum is not a starting point guard. She's a two guard. She cannot orchestrate an offense. So you're literally sitting here. You don't have Lay. You don't have Sims. What is going on? Um, I forget if you, if when this all this news came out, whatever. Mariah Jefferson signs a rest of season contract. Avina Westbrook signs a rest of season contract, a player who I'm hyped to see in Minnesota in Westbrook because uh, two drafts ago when when she was uh, playing with the idea of entering the draft, 
she decided to go back to college, but I thought that she would be a great fit for Minnesota. We all know Reeve loves her UConn people. Um, on top of that, they also add back Yvonne Turner. Um, they also add back, who else? Millick came back. Um, Hannah Shervin. Yep, and Hannah Shervin came back. Um, all of them on rest of season. Uh, Shervin, Turner, and Millick were all on hardships. And this team looks like it's pretty much set. I mean, with the moves that they're made, they're going to be able to carry more players right now, which is nice. They're still waiting for Dantas to come back. They're still waiting for McBride to come back. Where's your head for this team? I mean, I think that I know Reeve in her mind and Minnesota's mind, the target doesn't change. You want to bring a championship to Minnesota for Sylvia Fowles last season. Is it all right? realistically you can't sit here and go yeah these moves put them back in contention we have to see what we're going to see from Mo Jeff can she facilitate can she be a player that we saw you know very early on in her career that we haven't seen for a while I mean I guess that's where my question is I mean I not even in the stratosphere being able to be in contention I think at this point you know if you're Minnesota you're just trying to uh, weather the storm that has been the last week and a half um and, and put together, you know, a competitive roster that can finish middle of the pack at best, in my opinion. That's where I think it's going to end up, if I had to guess. But, you know, I mean, it's just been so tough these first few games and, and a test tonight against Chicago. Um, you know, we'll get our first look at this team and how Mar- Mariah Jefferson and Avina Westbrook and, and, you know, some of these people, um, you know, step in. I mean, I'll tell you right now, you know, Yvonne Turner, um, Ariel Powers, you know, they can't go like two for 19. They've, they've, they've got to contribute more. You know, you've got to get more from your guard play across the board. Um, I think, you know, when we hit that point where you do have Dantas back and McBride is back over here, like those are going to be phenomenal shots in the arm. And I, and I hope that they, you know, can, can jump in pretty seamlessly. But I mean, at this point, it's just, it's just been a really tough go. And, you know, you kind of have to take it one day at a time and see how this roster is continuing to um, kind of gel together and, and, and hopefully remain healthy and stay healthy and get healthy and, um, you know, find some consistency because it's just been, it's been way too chaotic. The question I have, and, and that's not, that wasn't planned, you know, it's just kind of the situation and, and you can see Reeve and the team dealing with it. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have an opportunity here to still come out smelling like, um, roses because there's so many talented players, you know, that they can come in and contribute healthy players who can come in and contribute to your team, you know, that, that aren't signed, that are still available. And, um, you know, it's just going to take some time to find that consistency. Yeah. I mean, I, well, the one thing I do want to say is like this idea that, that, and I'm going to try and speak as Minnesota nice as I can. This idea that like Minnesota is dealing with the cards they dealt is true, but also a, a PR spin narrative. Like, let's be realistic. You kept Bantam. Well, you, well, the Yachanwa contract screws them over. And yes, sure. I get those cards they were dealt, but they also put themselves in this situation. Like, let's not forget two years ago when the new CBA was signed three years ago, whatever. Cheryl was the one who was sitting there, you know, in not not laughing physically, but like laughing to the extent to other GMs throwing these contracts around, not understanding that a few years down the road, you're going to be tied to a pole. And that's well, and, and, and then it comes back to like, you know, Angel McCautry, you know, that was your big free agency move. And like, 
I'm curious to know how the how that went, how those discussions went, how everyone felt her progression was going and what that looked like, right? Because it's kind of like, wow, that really sucks. I mean, that really didn't pan out. Just across the board, the whole situation yeah. sucks. Well, the, the other funny thing is like Angel's release made it, Angel's statement made it seem like it was very health related, the reason things weren't working out. Uh, but literally the day before she was cut, Reeve made a comment that was like, it's not health related. The reason she only played seven minutes or, or whatever the 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 quote was um, made it seem so. There's definitely some whatever. I mean, I I think if you're this team, you got to just focus moving forward. The positives are Sylvia Files is still playing amazing. Um, Jessica Shepard has been playing really really good. So that shows really that they actually yeah. right they actually have depth when Dantes comes back. Um, yep. And then you obviously you add McBride's going to give a shot in the arm. Ariel Powers is trying to do too much. The question, honestly, and like, here's the thing. It's not that hard. If you're Mojeff coming in, like, okay, career field goal percentage, 44, 39 from three. Obviously, it's been pretty much in flux. And a couple of those years are pretty much padded by, you know, shooting two for six from three in 2020 or whatever it was. She only played nine games that season. Um, So some of these numbers are skewed because of the injuries that she's faced. But I mean, realistically, you know, if we know the scout on her, obviously there's more questions about her health and her ability to lead this team as a point guard joining three games in, but she can shoot the three. She is not a bad passer, right? Like she can facilitate the ball around. She could. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Mojeff can play. It's just, I think it's been, it's been so she can play, but can she play? I guess is, is like as ridiculous as that sounds, right, Rachel? Well, it's like an opportunity. I'm excited because like this is this is an opportunity for like, you know, a really just good comeback story, right? A fresh start, a brand new opportunity. Like, knock on wood, she's healthy and we can see her at full strength because, I mean, really, what was it? I mean, 2021, uh, she was playing 17 minutes a game. Like, okay. But like, you know, last year um, – Oh, so 2021, she played 17 minutes a game. Back in 2020, I think she only played nine games. 2018, mm-hmm. only played 16. So it, there hasn't been a lot of just opportunity and consistency. So I think for, from my standpoint, again, I, I, I've always enjoyed Mariah Jefferson. And we look, 2016, her rookie year, averaged 14 points a game, played 30 minutes a game that following year. You know, I mean, she she's put up some numbers. It's just been a really – inconsistent health related last three years from her time in Las Vegas and Dallas. So, I mean, fresh opportunity. And I get, you know, this is, this is a chance for her to kind of seize it. You know, I mean, there's a need yeah. and, and this is who Reeve picked. And, you know, as a competitor, like th- these are the moments that you, that you, you know, cherish and you thrive with. And, and I hope she can, can go in there and, and be the player that we've all seen her be at times. Yeah. I mean, you have to think of it. If you're, if you want to take the positive spin, you're going to say, okay, look, for the price they paid for, for being in this situation, A, there wasn't many better options out there, right? Like, who are you? Like, Mojeff, if we can get the positive, the healthy, the whatever, that's a great signing. That's a steal at mm-hmm. in this situation, right? Yeah, um, the question is, which are we going to get? Are we going to get the inconsistent, unhealthy Mojeff of the past four or five years? Right. Um, for basically... You know, so I'm saying there's so there's so much to still be seen. You know, we're still in the midst of this just kind of roller coaster, not even roller coaster, just just really bizarre start of the season with Minnesota. You know, and and things are a little bit more set. But now, what does it look like? 
is to be determined. Yeah, no, totally. And it will not get easier. Excuse me. No. Minnesota Lynx, they play Chicago on the 14th. On the 17th, they play the LA Sparks. On the 19th, they play the Aces. The one positive, I will say, is, you know, since their last game, they have had some time off. They've had some time to breathe, some time to think, some time to react. Hopefully get more in tune. Only issue is the person who's going to be orchestrating your offense hasn't been there for it. Um, So it'll be interesting to see these next three games, what we see uh, from Mojeff. Any final thoughts before we log off for today? No, enjoy the games today, everyone. Have a good one.